Yeah, what's going on? This fame for Ransom, my Norman fame. And I'm King Ransom. Yeah, we started this platform to give people in the city the opportunity to shine. Give y'all our perspective on any and everything in the culture. Just sit, a couple guys sitting back, kicking it, and talking about whatever. What's up, y'all? This Dread Artist with Fame for Ransom. Boy, where you running ladies? Fame for Ransom. Y'all, Mia Azar. I'm here with Fame for Ransom. It's your boy, George Gabano. Gabano, 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 Gabano. Three time. You rocking with Fame for Ransom. Hi, everyone. It's Brindell Jones. It's Joe God. And it's FG Will. And we live with Fame from Ransom. You know the vibes, man. We out here. Fame from Ransom. Introduce yourself, bro. Uh, my name is Nas Martin. Um, I'm Baltimore, Maryland. I'm 25, 24 years of age. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Go athlete. Um, what else? I got a son I take care of. That's what's up. Tell us, uh, you said you're a pro athlete. Tell us, tell us like what, where it all started. You know what I mean? From the beginning. Uh, I always back to rec ball when I was four. Right. Four years old, I played rec ball. Uh, went to high school, went to Dunbar. Uh, went to Dunbar with my man's too young. Right. You see, you see him rec ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you know, you know, yeah. I went to Dunbar from uh, 2009 to 2013. Graduated in 2013. Right. Uh, played JV. Two years and went to varsity. Uh, I got moved up from JV to varsity my sophomore year, so I actually got three state championships out of that. Uh, my senior year was my best year, of course. Uh, everybody um, that was in my class I got a crazy class. Uh, a couple of them went D1, a couple of them went D2, a couple of us went Jugo, but we all ended up going to school. Right. In uh, the playoffs, we Blew everybody out by like 50 points. Nobody scored on us in the playoffs. Right, right. Um, so that's where it started, really, from Dunbar. And then, um, what, uh, what position you put? Uh, high school, I played running back and cornerback. Right, right. And then as I got in 11th grade and 12th grade, I just stuck to playing cornerback. Right. Then after that, I went to uh, Juco School in California called Hartnell College, two-year school. Uh, it, was a, it was it was a good experience. It was it was a struggle though, cause how we was living and how we had to provide for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? They ain't provide us housing, but they helped us with school. So we had to go to school, go to practice, and then had to get a job overnight. So you really couldn't really get no sleep. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it was really like we had to pay the rent. And the way I lived at, I lived in the house when I first got there. Right. But we had got put out doing some knucklehead stuff. Right. right. So then we ended up moving to like a shed. This guy was renting out a shed he made into like a little small house. Uh, he ended up renting it out, renting it out to us for like two hundred a piece. It was set up good and everything, but it was like three of us, right. one spot. So it was like my bed right here, his bed right here, his bed. Right. So it was no privacy. You know, you in college, you right. with girls, right, right. Right. you know what I'm saying? We had a rule as though it was like if you wanted to be with a female, you had to put five hours in the bucket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, you put your money in the bucket, you get an hour and a half. At that hour and a half, we knock on the door because right. we're trying to get in the house. Exactly right. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was pretty much what it was in Juco. I went there uh, my freshman year. I won um, all I won um, all freshman in California. I won freshman of the year. I ended up being another three corner in the state. Uh, I balled out. I had seven interceptions and 16 pass breakups. Uh, I was second in, all, in California for JUCO for the 
misconceptions. And then uh, after that, it's like it was like a life-changing event for me because I started getting schools calling me, like uh, D1 school, the hard Basically, the hard work paid off. All yeah, the pretty much. You doing and yeah, all that. Pretty much. So, what was the transition like from high school to JUCO? Like, I mean, it was it was it, it was different. The game was faster, of course. Everybody was bigger. Uh, and then it was just a different atmosphere itself coming from the East Coast playing football going to the West Coast to play football. Right, so, and the culture shop. Yeah, definitely. Time difference and all that. So the game faster, they do a little. That's when I realized, like, okay, the game kind of changing because when I was on the East Coast, it was more so running the ball versus on the West Coast, it was passing the ball. So, I mean, it, it was an eye-opening for me, and it was kind of good for me based on my position. So. Yeah, because the West Coast type of offense yeah. kind of like gave you an opportunity to shine for real. Absolutely. So I went there, and then uh, I started getting scholarships, schools calling me, D1s, D1AA's. And then uh, I ain't making no decision yet, so then uh, my sophomore year, I balled out. I let the league, I let the state and JUCO interceptions. And uh, I went all conference, all region, all California, all JUCO. Around that time, it was like more schools was coming, big time schools. So then it was really tough for me to make a decision with what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. So I was calling my mother back home every day, checking in with her, seeing what she think. Then they start throwing in, like, all right, we're going to bring you on business and this and that. But I still had to do school. Right. So how school set up there is like, I had a certain amount of credits, but. There's, there's different when you're a freshman, you can only take a certain amount, and you gotta have a certain amount to get out. So it was like, I was kind of playing catch up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So my sophomore year, I was supposed to come out in the springtime. So if you're a Jugo player, they want you to come out either in the fall or in the spring. So I was supposed to come out in the springtime, but come to find out, my advisor had messed my credits up. So I had to stay for the summer, and a lot of the schools bailed on me. Took the offer away. It was only like maybe like six, seven schools that stayed with me. So then I had uh, went on a visit to the uh, University of New Mexico. Right. And uh, they offered me the most money. They showed me the most love, and I felt like it was home. Right. So I ended up committing there, going there for two. It was like home for like the West Coast or home, just like how you experienced when you was here. Like it was home for me for like just coaches. Both, love. both kind of, because it was like. And in Cali, you know, it's more diverse versus Baltimore. It's majority black. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of diverse. So I was kind of used to that. And used to the Baltimore you know, thing as well. So, I mean, it, it was it just felt like comfortable for me. It felt right. like that's where I should be. Right. And when I got there, it was everything I thought it was going to be. So right. it was definitely worth it all. Did you go on any other visits? Or you just went there? And uh, I went to a school called Humboldt. That's in California. I went to uh, San Jose State. Uh, Humboldt was a D1AA. Um, I went to San Jose State. And, uh, that was really it. Once I got to New Mexico, it was like, I just really felt good there. So I went with what I felt. Right. Hey, what uh, your experience it was, uh, I mean, from, from from the novice person who really don't really know too much about the Jugo experience, is it similar to like uh, how Last Chance You was on um, Netflix? I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, absolutely. But Last Chance You, they got provided houses. Oh, okay. We didn't get provided that. So in California, you got to find your own. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then you got to pay out your pocket. Right. And it all go that way. You know what I'm saying? It's, but for me, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it's, you, it's a mentality thing. You got to be mentally strong to actually 
do and go that JUCO route because every everybody that go JUCO will say, "Oh, I want to go to one," but everybody not gonna go D one. Right. That's just how that's just how the game goes. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta be mentally tough because it's bigger than just football. School is a life you live. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm thousands of miles away from where I'm from and you right. know, I can't call my mother and go around. Exactly. You know what I'm right, so right. It was like I gotta provide for myself. And at that time it was like you either gonna be a boy or a man at that yeah, time. That's what I was gonna say, did it make you grow up faster than oh, yeah, you even expected or even wanted to? Absolutely. Had to, you know what I'm saying? It was like like I said, I can't call my mother or father and they do this and that for me. Like, I got to do it on my own. I had to, you know, I'll be tired at the practice, probably get like a, maybe an hour, hour and a half nap, and you got to go to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Come back home, got class in the morning, then Dang. practice. So, I mean, it was it was all worth it, but, you know. You I, ever get like homesick from being oh yeah. all the way across the country? All the time. One time I begged my mother for like a week straight just to let me come home. Yeah, right. She wouldn't do it. She's like, you all right, you'll be all right, you be there and here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's so much going on here. Yeah. Absolutely. So it was like, I tried to come home with spring break. Only time she really would let me come home is like, like winter breaks, yeah. summer breaks. But in the summertime, she only would let me stay for like two weeks. So I, you know, you can't go against your mother at that time. No, but you know, your mother always. No best. Yeah, no best. And, and she's not going to guide you in the wrong That's direction. Good. And then look, it all panned out. Yeah, know? yeah. That's yeah, sure, the day. Sure, sure. I remember at times when I was, uh, you know, living in New York, I used to want to come home every weekend, you know what I mean? Just missing my pranks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just things like that. But but the drive kind of like, you know, motivates you to stay, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was it, it made it kind of better because I had some Baltimore guys that actually came out there with me my second right. year. So, you know, we... We made it look good, you know. Right, it was right. like we would post stuff on social media. Everybody think we living the life, but right. really we struggling. struggling. We right. eat peanut butter and jelly, stealing pizza from Seven Eleven and right. stuff like that every right. night. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was crazy, but it was like now that I think back on it, it just made me more who I am and make me want it. Absolutely right. right. You know what I'm right. Saying? So, so speak on the process of like when you got to the uh, the D1 to uh, New Mexico, and then like going into like. Being a professional and trying to get into like the NFL, that whole yeah, like the mind like, state, like the regiment. You know well, what I mean? when I got a D1, it was like, all right, well now I know it's gonna be everybody at this level is good. In JUCO, everybody is good, but then you you can really tell the difference in JUCO of who's a D1 guy, who's a D2 guy, who's right, just right. a regular. You know what I'm saying? Just just, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. So you can tell the difference. But at D1, everybody's good. So what separates you is your technique. Just like with the league, everybody good, but. Everybody athletic, but what separates you is your technique. Right. You know what I'm saying your preparation. Right. So when I got a D1, I realized like it was it was I loved it because I was getting free meals. You know, like steak, lobster, right. shrimp, everything you want. You know what I'm saying? You get your own space, own apartment. It's like like my whole life changed. So I was loving did it, it. Did it like uh, make you more lackadaisical? Oh, yeah. No, it ain't never made me lackadaisical. It just made me more comfortable. Like now I can really. I'm eating good, so now I can really perform how I want. Right. You and you know got, ain't got to worry about exactly. You know, I ain't got to worry about going, going to, work. to work. None of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they pay you like every two weeks. Right. You get a stipend. Right. So it's like, all right, well, I'm, I ain't got to work. I can. The only thing they want you to focus on football and school. Hold up. You said they pay you, so yeah, we hear a bunch of like. I don't mean like literally pay you. It's like a scholarship check. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know like a refund check. Yeah, like, oh, like uh, a, yeah. What's dude name from um, Connecticut? I forgot the basketball player. He was on. He won that. Like was killing the national championship. I'm mad because I, I know his name. He in the NBA? No, he's not in the NBA. But he was like hooping and then like he his uh like celebration speech like uh how you feel about winning? And he was like uh 
I, I feel good, but I ain't even eat this week. You know what I mean? Like, do y'all do you experience that type of stuff? Oh, yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, D1 players, it's, you go, you can go through the same thing, but it just depends on how you spend your money. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you some players get theirs for a month. So it might be like a monthly stipend or maybe like, I'm going to say maybe about 1600 Right. You know what I'm saying? You got that for the whole month until the next month coming around. Some people blow their money, some people don't. You know what I'm saying? So it, it could go either way. Right. Do they have like opportunities where so you can work at the school? Oh, yeah. At, yeah, you can do that too. You can go on camp. You can be a mailman. You can just, they can like, at my school, that's what I did. I was a mailman. So, like, I literally go deliver little packages and I get extra money added on. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do it. You can do it. But, right. You know what I'm saying? That's up to you. Like, I would do it like twice a week and it'll go extra money towards my monthly stipend and that'll be what it was. But, like I said, when you are a D1 athlete and they paying for you to go to school, the only thing they want you to worry about is football and school. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? All the extracurricular activity, that's on you and what you do, but they just want you to be smart. Right. So you uh, so you went to New Mexico, right? Yeah. I mean, went on a regimen, started getting on, on point, probably um, weight training and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, um, explain, explain that process. Well, in JUCO, we had a little weight program, but it wasn't as intense as D1. When I got to my D1 school in New Mexico, it was like every morning, you know what I'm saying? We had, we had workout, a little slight workout stretch, then we got practice. Then at the practice, you got your heavy lift, and you got your protein shakes and all that type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Then you got to go to class. So it was just a process of like, off season was more lifting and running and getting in shape, getting ready for the season, getting stronger. All that type of stuff, more explosive, everything like that. So the springtime and the summertime was more so of the grind, like the really the working out part. But during the season, you don't really lift that much because you're playing games every Saturday and you're practicing every day. So right. I mean, it, it was a it was a transition for me because it was just different. It was faster. You know what I'm saying? Everything at that level is like this. Like they don't, they don't got time for you to be walking around. Like all that walking, they don't do that. They everything is like. Either jogging or you running, you know what I'm saying. So it ain't, you know what I'm saying. That's another thing you gotta be mentally prepared for, especially as a high school kid coming in. You think you're right. gonna play right away, right? When that's not even the case sometimes. Do you uh, get put in the mind frame like once you go to a D1 and you like, um, you know, performing at a, a level that you feel like is a high level? Do you feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm bound to go to the next level? Is that like your type of mind frame or? Like how's your mind frame going in? Like you be I mean, when you say be like I'm getting education, or you like oh I'm going to the pros type. type well, of I mean I can't speak for everybody else, but my mindset in general was me going in was I'm gonna get my education and I'm gonna get to the league. Yeah. I already had that in my mind since I was in high school. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I instilled that. It was, it was like I knew what my goal was and what I was. I'm sure you mother also. Yeah, yeah, too. absolutely. So you know when the, when the time came around, it was like now I'm here. Now how I'm going to embrace it. Right. You feel me? So it was like, all right, I did what I had to do on the field, I did what I had to do in the classroom, and it all worked itself up. But I mean, if you go in there with the mindset that you just going to the league, it's, it's going, you're going to end up failing in the classroom, you ain't going to be able to play. Right. You feel me? So it's, it's all in how you want to go about it. You're going to go to school and just go to school and just be on the football team and get your school paid for right. it. You know what I'm saying? Some people do that. Yeah, right. You right. feel me? So it's just how, based on how you want to go about it. Really. But I mean, you will know. If you balling and doing what you're supposed to do, you'll know. Right. Like your coach will be calling you in that office every week. Right. You know, look, this this team looking at you, da da da. Right. Yeah, so that that's how it pretty much was. It was like after my junior year, I got there, my junior year, I ain't stopped until about I wanna say the fifth game. And, and after the fifth game, I just took off. 
And it was like my senior year. He was like, just on Nas Island yeah, for real. Like, you shut that shit down. My coach was loving me. So it was like, you know, he told me, like, you got a shot. And then, then my senior year, when it came down, he was like, this is really going to be a big year for you. So he told me that. It was like, and he would constantly be on me. Like, he wouldn't. And that's another thing. My coach wouldn't let me settle. Or let me like get back to bed. Like he was one of the coaches where it's like, if he even felt like I was being lazy or anything like that, nah, he yell, he yell at me. You know what I'm saying? But me, I can take criticism, so he he knew that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it all worked out for me for real. So what what was the atmosphere like playing on in the college game? Because coming from high school, we had good atmospheres at Dunbar because it's like it the top school in the city. You wanna look at you right. want to look at it from the fans or the females or they just. It's up, it's up, bro. It's, it's something that I would want all my friends and even my son to experience. Cause yeah, it's like, yeah, when you walk out of that stadium, it's like you get the chills, and then it's like it's game time. And then when you're in the game, you just hear the noises and loud. Like you don't even. It's ways like you gotta pay attention to the sideline and the signal calls because you can't hear. It. You know what I'm saying? It was to the point where it's like my quarterback, my linebacker had to put like earplugs in the ear just to give us the plays. You see what I'm saying? So. It'd be so loud and it'd be, it's crazy. That's like every game? Every or like, every what game. was the biggest game you played in? Uh, it was probably even when we played Boise State, at Boise State, Ooh. in the blue tournament. That was tough, what? Either that game or um, our route with Mexico State. Right. That game is always packed, it's always a lot of people, alumni, everything right, like right. that. So it's out of those two. I know we went up to Boise and we beat them on the blue turf. Like, I, I, my ears was done. That it was, was like, wow. That had to have been like one of the yeah, best feelings. One of the best feelings in the world to beat us because we was like a like a 15 point underdog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So That's they were expecting us to get blown out. We went up there and beat them and then, you know, we flexed all on their field and all that. Yeah, That's what's It was definitely a good feeling though. I ain't gonna lie. Right. So you took you took all that, you know what I mean? Did, did what you had to do far as like um, in school, focusing on your school work. Um, did what you had to do on the field, and then now your, your mind frame is going to that next level. Like, so where where did you go so, to the next level? So after my senior year, uh, when my season was over, we went to the bowl game, we won the bowl game, and everything like that. Uh, I want to say like two weeks later, my coach had uh, called me in and was like, um, you know, I've been getting calls about you a lot lately. You know, it's your upcoming draft. Da da da. Alright, well, you know what you think? He's like, you know, I think you need to go away or go somewhere and train. For your pro day and all that, so I'm like, all right, well, I still got to finish such and such classes. Like, all right, we're gonna take care of that. So uh, I finished my classes and then um, I had to do some more classes online. So when I went home for winter break, I ain't never go back to New Mexico. I stayed here and I uh, trained with my trainer named Coach Kev, and I would train with him like twice a day in the morning and at night. And uh, I trained twice a day. I was eating different. Uh, I was training on my speed, my drill, training on combine drills for real. So um, after that happened, I went through that whole process. I trained for about three and a half months, from uh, December to about March, and then I had my pro day. And uh, I got you invited had Mexico. You had yeah, I had to go to New Mexico. I had my pro day in March, but before that, I had got invited to an All Star game. I went and played in an All Star game, and then I, I was like. I, I, I did my thing there, scouts was there, I was getting called in, they was calling me, talking to me, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, alright, cool, so I had to go back to training, start training, so now I was getting ready for my pro day, so I want to say I took maybe about a week off just to relax my body, start massaging and like chiropractic and stuff like that, 
and uh, and I went. I flew to New Mexico, and my trainer flew with me, and uh, I went to my pro day, and I just put on the show. And then once I did that, the teams at the was like called me in the office and was talking to me. Like, we really like you. We're looking forward to you know drafting you and all that. So after you do all that, now it's just like a waiting game. Right, right. You know, I went in my pro day and it was like the main talk was if like if I could run this and that, if I was fast, if I could jump this and that. So uh, my pro day, I ran a, a four four. Uh, I jumped a thirty eight. Uh, I bench pressed 225 16 times, so all my numbers panned out better than most of the guys at the combine. So right. it's like, yeah, was you yeah. satisfied with all your numbers? Like, yeah, I was satisfied except for, except for with one, my 510 5. I, I did a 4 1, but when I was training, I was doing a 3 9 4 flat. So it kind of, I wasn't disappointed in myself, but that's still a good number. But right. you know, I hold myself to high. Yeah, right. exactly, exactly. So after I did that, my phone was like, my agent phone was ringing like all the time. So now it's just a waiting game. I was just still training, waiting to see what's gonna happen in the draft. So uh, day one came, day one went by, day two went by, day three went by. So now my mom thinking like, all right, maybe I won't get drafted. Maybe you know what I'm saying? I might just get a shot. So it's it's crazy because uh, the same day or the last day of the draft, my little sister went to prom. Right. So everybody was at the house. You know, we get ready to see y'all off the prom and. You know, I'm just waiting for the call to see what's gonna happen. I'm think I'm hoping they call before my sister goes to prom. So my sister left for prom, so everybody's still there just waiting to see what's gonna happen. So probably like 20, 25 minutes later, my phone rang. And uh, I was downstairs and I'm like, I answered the phone. And uh, it's a guy named uh, Bernard. And he was like, uh, how you feel about playing home? And I was like, what you say your name was again? He told me. Like, how you feel about playing home? I'm like, what you mean? Like, how you feel about playing home with the Baltimore Ravens? So I'm like, I mean, I love it. I love the opportunity to play with the Ravens. And at the same time, on the other line, it was a, another number calling me from Indiana. It was the Colts. Right. So it was the Colts and the Ravens, and then the Jets was calling my agent. So now it was, I had to make a decision. So I would have had to be a crazy failure. Yeah, so in that, that situation, like, you picked what you want Yeah, yeah, because I didn't get drafted. Oh, okay. I got undrafted. So the draft was over, so now it's undrafted. You get to pick where you want to go. It's a lot of situations like, yo, do I want to play for the home team? Yeah, do I so, want to bump? Like, yeah, so it was like, like I had to really weigh my odds. So when I'm, you got to look at the odds. Yeah, like, so in the, ten minute, going ahead. yeah in the 10 minute time span, I had to really like sit that's down and think. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we had, you know what I'm saying? Sharif Wright. Yeah, so I'm like, I had to think, all right, where I want to go, what's my odds of doing this and that. So I sat down and all my family was there. I just went upstairs with my father and my mother and locked the door, like, what y'all think? Right. Which way you think I should go? And my father was like, I don't really want you home. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, that's that's kind of like the best opportunity as far as the corners go right Right, now. right. So he's like, well, you know, I'm, whatever you decide, you know what I'm saying? My mother was like, I'm on the same thing. So then I just called the Ravens back, like, I want to stay home. Oh, you should have went with the pops, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, <laughs> I went there, and he was like, well, we glad to have you. And then, me and my family celebrating nothing like that. So then I want to say like 30 minutes later, a lady called me on the phone. She was like, um, it's Nice Martin. I'm like, yes. She like, uh, can, can you send me your banking information? And I'm like, who is this? Right. You know, she's like, this is such and such for the Ravens. I'm like, all right. Like, we Did you trust it though? Yeah, I trusted it. You ain't gonna say no. So she's like, 
yeah, we uh, assigning you to this and that, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to send it over. I'm like, all right, bet. So she sent me my email, and I was so, up. So was this set up by your agent? Like, Yeah, they talked to my agent first, right. but then called me, so... Did that, did that, uh, dealing with your agent, did that affect, like, the team? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, because my agent was just like, you know, this is the best opportunity. So it was like, all right, whatever. So at, I had, at I checked the email, I'm looking like, all right, maybe she just going to send a contract. But she sent the numbers. Right. And I, like, dropped, like, Sheesh. like, dang. Right. <laughs> so then she called me back, like, right after that, like, send me your stuff. We're going to send you your signing bonus. I'm like, all right, so. After that, that day went by. I woke up the next morning. I was rich. <laughs> you feel me? I was rich. I was like, I went to my father like, yo, look at this. Right. My father had me on lockdown for like, a whole week. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong you know with that. I, was like, I couldn't even talk. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. thinking like my count went from almost in the negatives to I'm like, what the? They was just like, I couldn't even believe it was real. Did you come from a background where your family had yeah. you or what? Yeah, that? I mean, my I came from a background where I, my, my mother and father struggled. You right. know what I'm saying? It was me, my little brother, my little sister. So it was like, they struggled with college. Exactly. And so it was messages. like, you know what I'm saying? I, I was so in shock that I couldn't even cry. Right. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even, like, really break down. What was you your first big purchase? So to me, it was just, I'm going to get that. So <laughs> to me, it was like, like, well, what do I do? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And my father was like, nah, you stay in the house. Like, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, I get it. You right. know what I'm saying? But I, right. ain't, I ain't knowing that type of time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was to the point that my whole family came back. Oh, we had another little get together. And, you know, Sunday was letting everybody know I signed with the Ravens. And, like, the time, even the day before, the day of when I got signed, my phone was like boom, ridiculously crazy. Like, I didn't even post nothing on social media. Right. I don't even know how people knew, but it was people pulling up to my house, like friends that I knew and like other people. Right? It was like a big block party. You, you think that was like? But I think it was because some of my friends posted on social media. Oh, but right. I didn't post. I didn't know though, because like during the time my father had took my phone, like, nah, enjoy your time with your family. Da da da. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna do that. Right. And in that time being, it was like. This is this crazy. Like I can't. I couldn't even believe I got drafted. Then when I woke up in the morning and seen that, I was just like, "Damn, I'm yeah, in the yeah. NFL." Like, right. So you didn't have like um, any bad experiences with your agent. You know what I mean? Nah, you get all that bread. Nah, like, my right? agent always been a cool guy. You know what I'm saying? He ain't never been no money hungry type right. of dude because he played football. Oh wow. Right. Where did you know Where did you meet your agent? Like who? who I met my actually. I met my agent when I was in California. Oh wow. Right. Dude, he's he's still your agent now. Yeah, he's still my agent. He's still my agent. He's a good dude. He, he played football, so he know the ground. He know right, right. Take. He ain't one of them guys on the other side that's just all about the money or just a politics of football. He never played the sport. Like, like, like Drew Rose you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, so he, he understand the ground. He understand what it took to get where I was at. And it was just like, wow. Like, so when he, when he had I got on the phone with them. He called me, like I told you. Yeah. So he like, I ain't giving a shot because I knew it was going to happen. Exactly. He was like, now you just got to keep going. Right. Like, that's a bet. And ever since then, you know, we've been rocking and it was just that. So, and so, then. So you get with the Ravens and then how, how was that experience? So I got with the Ravens. So then uh, that Friday, we had to go in the rookie minicamp. So I'm there with uh, Marlon Humphrey, uh, a couple other guys that they brought me in, Tyus Bowser, a couple other guys like that. 
You know what I'm saying? Those guys was it, was it, Like you said, you went from JUCO, you got a different experience, like, all right, this is not high school anymore. Then you went to D1, and you realize this ain't JUCO no more. Then you go to the NFL, you realize, like, dang, like, it's a whole well, other experience. Well, I didn't realize that until I got to camp with the vets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because on rookie minicamp, like it was just Kyle. All of us just came from college. Right. So we ain't none of us really had a transition. But the one thing that was different from college and the NFL is the playbook. You know what I'm saying? We got there the first day. We met Harbaugh. We met everybody. You know what I'm saying? He set us down. Defense, team, special teams, defense, then position. You know what I'm saying? How that go? Did that, and then like they dropped the playbook at, to us. That's probably as big as his book. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember that. Before three days ago, we only did, we was only there for a weekend. So they gave us 40 plays one day, 40 plays another day. So now you got to remember 80 plays along with audibles and checks. Was the terminology crazy like you was like, like what is this or was it similar? I mean, when you get that book, yeah, you're gonna say what is this, but you approach it like you, you don't remember my yeah, yeah, my yeah, position or you like you approach it like you remember what you gotta do, right? You know what I'm saying? Versus right. then once you realize what you gotta do and what the call is, then you can realize what everybody else is. right? You know, so it was it was a lot of meetings. We only practiced like once a day, once or twice a day, so it was a lot of meetings. And luckily. Uh, my safety that I played with in college, he got picked up by the Ravens too. Right. So he was real smart. So I was with him. Right. Like we was we was me, so we was going over the plays every night and all that type That's stuff. always That's good to have somebody yeah, that, that help you through yeah. that process. Yeah. So you know, uh, it was just like, all right, we gonna do this, we gonna do that, we gonna look over it, boom. So we was in the room actually reminiscing. I mean, like really acting it out. Like, all right, I got this. Check, check this. You know what I'm saying? So. Then we did that, we did the camp. Like, at that point, it's like a job. Yeah, like, you know absolutely, that's your that's job. That's all you need to focus that's on. Your job. So we, you know, we did that, we competed all weekend, and then uh, the last day they had me cut, so whatever. And uh, they cut a couple people, and they kept me, him, all, and of course, other guys, and then we, some, we had, went to the, um, the vet training camp with the vets. Right, I got there. Yeah, so now you're there with like Terrell Suggs, Flacco, right? Uh, I'm sure you picked on Flacco a couple of times. You know, he was kind of, nah, he was kind of trained. Nah. Oh, yeah. Flacco, <laughs> practice, Flacco, he elite. Flacco didn't practice doing camp. Like, uh, he knew what he wanted. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was, a, he was going to play regardless. Right. So I ain't never been the backups. I ain't never been there. It was like uh, rookies, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got to practice towards the end, like, when it was preseason time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they gave him all that money, so they ain't really, yeah, they weren't really tripping, though. All that other stuff, so right. But uh, I got to go against like Crabtree and those guys, so you know it was it was definitely faster, you test, smarter. You got to really see where you was at. Right, you know right. Then being alongside somebody who went to Alabama like Miles Humphreys, and they think highly of him, and I'm balling just like him and Tavon Young and those guys. It was like, oh well, I could play with them. I should have played at Bama or Ohio right. State, right. whatever the case may be, but. You know, they just got that opportunity more than I did. So, but it, it definitely was like eye opening, right? You know, just talking yeah. to the vets and those guys, and they, you know, and, and the vets wasn't those guys that was like hating on you. You know, what I'm saying they wanted to embrace the young guys, but they know they time going. You know, what I'm saying so. It was like, all right. And Jimmy Smith was a guy that really kind of helped me. You know, he was like, you ain't that big, but you got heart. Right, right. You know what I'm saying he kind of helped me, and then it was just like. So you feel like a lot of uh, 
a lot of um, players excel because like um, heart wise or probably like the athleticism or maybe um, I mean just that knowledge. Of really, the game. it's just really a lot of players excel because of opportunity. Right. You know what I'm saying? You do what you're supposed to do, and you know the plays, and you get your opportunity. You make the best of it. You can't. You can't lose. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like for example, like if I if you're a first round draft pick, they already put millions of dollars to you, so they not just cut you off of that. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have endless times to make mistakes, and you'll be fine versus a guy like me who was undrafted. Yeah, you're not gonna get too many times to make a mistake. Right. You see what I'm saying? So. You know, were you uh, confident in yourself, like far as like how you handled yourself? Oh yeah. Far as uh, you know, you felt like you played elite at, at, at every yeah. you know. Every level. Yeah, I feel like that, you know. But some things happen, and that, that's life. Right. You know, you're gonna keep moving or you're not. So right, right. It's like, uh, cool. So, and I went through the whole process and everything like that. They just kept me on the practice squad. I right. ain't never get to play like in a real live game. Right. And then they eventually let me go. It was like, alright, cool, whatever. You know. How was your mind frame? Like, at the I mean, at the time, you know, I was mad. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I was mad, but I was down. Like, what could I have done? What should I have done? Right. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't beat myself up about it because yeah, I, I, I knew I wasn't done. Type. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I knew I wasn't done. So it was really just like a, really an eye opener for me. I just took it as more fuel, you know, to the fire. So it was like, alright. It is what it is, and then that time my agent was like reaching out to the team, saying what they need. But at that time it was tough. It was mid through the season. He wasn't really, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, that's at any point, work. like during that time, did you ever feel like, like I'm just gonna go try to do something else, or like? I mean, yeah, I thought about it, but I don't love nothing else, or yeah, you know, into as much as yeah, I love for the game. Know, yeah, I put in a lot of work and a lot of time just to say. Forget it. Right. You feel me? And I'm young still, so right. why would I just hang my crease up? Right. You know exactly. So that's how I looked at it. Well, I just kept going. You had your opportunity with the Ravens, and now um, you moved on to an, uh, another step. You know yeah. what I mean? So how do you feel like you handling that um, situation as far as like um, the arena league? First of all, how you like? How do you find out about it? Like how you? You told me like off camera that you, you didn't know nothing yeah, about I it. Yeah, I did. I did. I know. I didn't know nothing about it. So. Uh, added a Ravens thing, no team was really trying to like give me a shot, whatever the case. So I had took a year off. I was just training. I was just working. I started. I got a job. I'm like, alright, I'm gonna just work. I'm gonna just train. What feeling? Not what not feeling? Not. I go to work every day like this. I can feel me. You know what I'm saying? But I had to do what I had to do. So I'm like, it is what it is. So then at that, I was at work one day, and my agent called me like, "What you doing? You training?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm at work. I'm gonna go work out later." He like, I got opportunity for you. It might not be what you thinking, but it's something. Just right. some film. So I'm like, all right, cool. What is it? He like, I'm running football. I'm like, yo, I'm not playing inside, running into the walls. Right now, I'm not yeah, doing what you see. You know, you know what I'm saying? He like, trust me, it, it'll be worth it. I'm like, all right. So he has he set up a workout for me and all that. And I went to the workout. And I'm like, I hope they don't think we about to practice running into these walls. <laughs> the walls that they had was like blow up wall so it was like they not the real walls. Right. I'm like, alright, well whatever. So Did y'all really like practice running into them? Yeah, we started like we started running routes and all that. We was running into them and like covering like it was crazy. So that's not, different when yeah. you got you and go from open field yeah, and now yeah. you got walls around it. It's crazy, like <laughs> every uh, You feel like you excelling? Yeah, I mean from that time 
to now, I've came a long way because when I first did, when I went there, I did the workout, I dominated. They called me that night, like, we want you to come to another workout. Right. Went to another workout, I dominated. They're like, all right, we want you to come to camp. Right. And the camp, I dominated. They're like, all right, we want you to come to the team. Right. Kind of found out I didn't even really play. I was on the practice squad there because they had the Hall of Famer that played the same position as me. Right. And they weren't about to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's kind of like money wise. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll sit behind them or whatever the case may be and learn from them. Right. You know, every week they was kept telling me, like, oh, you're going to get your chance, you're going to get your chance. And I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to continue to work, stay humble, you know, and I ain't never get my chance. And then, like, the next year they called me back, like, um, which was this year, like, um, we want you back. You know, we're going to have a lot more money for you. It's going to be a year to shine. So I'm like, all right, cool. I did that, came back. I kind of started off slow. You know, I had to get used to the game because the game much faster. Everything is off of timing. Yeah, routes are quick. Right. You got somebody running at you full speed. Yeah, what was that like? like you know, it's, it's that different. Happened. It's, it's, well, it's like, tough. You they know just standing saying? still, but then the ring, no, they running they running the at you. They already got an advantage, and it's tough. So it's like, you gotta be a dog in that league. You gotta be able to withstand the walls. You right. going running to the walls. Right. Like like they always tell you, the walls undefeated. Yeah, so definitely. It, it, it was it was different. And like I said, this year I got off to like a slow start. My first three games I did alright. I didn't do my best, you know. And then once I, you know, because I never played in a real game. I just would practice. Right. You know, practice different than a game. Right. So my first three games, I kind of started off slow, but I was progressing every game. You know, so then my fourth game, I just like turned up. I caught three picks in one game. I scored twice on both of them, two of them. And then after that, from that point on, I just was like killing. You think early on, you kind of like didn't really have the confidence because you came like, all right, I ain't starting or I ain't really getting the opportunity, so I ain't gonna really give it my all. And then once you finally got the opportunity, you was like, damn, I'm about to go hard. Like, I don't, I don't think it was really my confidence. I just think that it's I just, just adjusting, like adjusting I just didn't have my swag at the time. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I, I was just getting used to it. So it was like once I got those three games under my belt, I was like, all right, now nah, I just relax, just be comfortable, play your game. Right. And then I sat down with my coach, like, look, just let me play this game. I promise you, you won't. You know what I'm saying? Because he was like, right, I'm going to just let you play. Right. And he just let me play. And I went out there and was killing. Right. And then I realized that, you know, I was thinking a little bit too much. I was trying to do too much. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, I'm going to just ball and play. And after that, I started killing. Like, I had a great year. We lost in the playoffs, but I, I had a great year for it to be what it was. So. Yeah, I was looking at the stats, and I seen that you was, like, I think, third in tackles. Mm -hmm. I was, I was like, third in tackles. I was second on the team in picks. I was uh, I had the most defensive touchdowns. I won defensive player of the week. Uh, I had 15 tackles in one game. So I mean, I had three picks in one game. So I mean, I was, I was just looking back. Do you uh, ever think like I, I regret my decision for picking the Ravens, or do you feel like make? Oh, I, I don't regret nothing I've done, man. Right. You know, everything happened for a reason. Right. You know, you just like you gotta learn from. It. That's yeah. life. Like we gonna make decisions that we wish we didn't make. But Absolutely, we can't change it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mind. So it's just like it's just a learning experience, you know. So I ball out next year, NFL door open again. Yeah, you know, I was about to ask that. Do you know. like look forward to like oh, yeah. fighting in NFL one day? Yeah, I, I I look forward to getting back in there. Right. You know, I, I work too hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now I got something that's an even bigger motive for me, which is my son. Yeah. So it's like. 
I want him to be able to see me play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, all right. He could be like, oh yeah, my father did this and did that. Then I can teach him the game if that's what he wanted to do. Right. So I mean, I, I look forward to going back there. My agent always doing what he's supposed to be reaching out to teams and saying what they need, you know. But like I told myself this time, I get in that door, my, my foot ain't coming up all day. Have time. you seen people that, you know, came from the AFL and went to the NFL oh, yeah. that you yeah. played with? All the time. Like Kurt Warner. Oh, no, nah, I didn't. Well, recently, recently uh, two receivers I just went against this past year got a chance in the NFL. One-on-one -on -one receiver of the year, and uh, he won offensive player of the year. He got in a shot with the Bears, and another one got shot with the uh, Panthers. Right. So, so I mean, everybody, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so the opportunity there, right. it just... Who gonna give you one? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's really what it is. When you get your opportunity, what you gonna do with it? Right. That's really all it is. So when it's when it's all said and done, say uh, you don't really get the opportunity you want, and um, your experience um, while you were in um, school, like you feel like your schooling and um, the degree that you got will help you, like after. Um, oh yeah, I mean I'm, I've already invested into that as far as like my own business. Right. What was like? What did you major in? Like. Well, when I was at school, I majored in theater, and I majored in communication. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't have a music major. I like music. Right. right. So it's like that was my focus. Like I, I want to build my own brand. I want to build my own record label. Right. So, right. So in the time being, when I was in college till now, I still every day work on that. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I plan on launching that next year. Yeah. So it's like right that. You know, I don't want to work for no. You ever thought about rapping? Nah, ain't for me. That ain't the way I want to go. I want to be the ditty of it. Yeah, right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm going to rap. I'm going to rap. Yeah, I still one rap now. Yeah, nah, that's the way I want to go. My little brother rap, my cousin rap, my best friend is a DJ. DJ for Shorty Shorty. So, I mean, you know, it's it's. I got people around me that do music, you know what I'm saying? It's like. I could go that way, but that's not that's not my image. That's not who I want to be. Right, right. I'd rather be about the same, you know. Absolutely. Like you know, just getting money and then you know, loving the music, being on the producer side of it, or you know, meeting people and advertising my artists, whatever the case right. may be. So that's really where I'm at with it when, when I hang my cleats up. Right. And next, in your opinion, who's the top corner in the NFL right now? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's debatable <laughs> because you got. In my eyes, if I give you three right now, I would have to say Stephon Gilmore, Tough. Marlon Humphrey. Put mm. well, Marlon Humphrey in that list? Come on, man. You see what he's playing? Yeah, I see what he's playing. That's bro. what I'm saying. Now, I'm going I'm to keep it a G. I done seen Marlon shut down Julio, Odell. Odell. He got a test Sunday. If he shut D Hop down, how can you not say he's not the best player? Ah, right. If he shut Juju down. You right. He making plays. He balling. You right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if he shut D Hop down, who is arguably one of the best receivers, he gonna stay in my top three. And right. he, he a dog. You know what I'm saying? So who, who, who your last one? My last one, Jalen. Jalen, he gotta have it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. But just based off his production and the player he is, you know. But if I gotta go career wise, I'm going Patrick Peterson. Right. Best corner in the league. Cover guys and the slot on the outside. He probably your best receiver. He been doing it for years. Right. He had a little slump, but 
You know, he, to me, that's why I always out of my game, man. Like Pat P, Joe Hayden. You uh, like that. You uh, still fancy the uh, the home team? So oh yeah, Ravens. yeah. I like the Ravens. They're not my favorite team, but I like the Ravens. Because like you a Cowboys fan, absolutely. Man, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know they call it the Mariners team, yeah. so I ain't mad at that. I mean, I don't got nothing against the Ravens at all, but you know, they did. Well, it's a business. Like Kelly, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope he went. I hope he went MVP because they Cow- Cowboys and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. We rooting for. What kind of question is that? Yo, I mean, we ain't gonna work. You in the city? I guarantee you go to a party. You and I'm betting my money on my team. Sheesh, that's crazy. I like Lamar. He's a dog, and he, they hate him. They hate him on the back. Yeah. And he just stand humble, so he's killing him with it. So Lamar better than that? Absolutely, right now. Yes, oh. sir. I, 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 keep I, I keep it a G. I keep it a G. I keep it a G. He better than that right, right now. But career-wise, no. Nah. Right now. But that only played, what, three years? I'm just saying. When it's said and done, Lamar, Lamar Pat Mahomes, Dak, Deshaun Watson, they're going to be the face of the league. That's what, That's what I think. Man, we gonna, definitely, yo, we're going to end it with that, yo. I, I appreciate you coming out, yo. I appreciate your story, yo. Appreciate it. I wish you all, all success and all that, you know what I mean? Yeah, Everything. Oh, just one, one last thing. I see you got the uh, loyalty on. Is that uh, something special or something? Oh, yeah, it's my cousin, my family. Uh, it's Clover Line. His name is Corey. Uh, L.I. Right, Clover Line. It's on 25th Street. Right. Uh, you know, I've been wearing this since I was... In high school, right, right. He got his own store on 25th Street. Like I said, it's kind of love, respect, loyalty. That's what I like. Ross stand for. And this hoodie is loyalty, of course. You know? sure. That's something I'm big on as well. So, definitely, definitely. you know, I support family, support black businesses as well. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, good people like your social medias and, um, you know what I mean, all that type of special stuff. Uh, well, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same. I N underscore S A I N. It's my name backwards, but, you know. And I, I got the name originally from my mother because she said when I'm on the field, I'm a different person. Right. And I act insane. Right. So that's, oh, where, I, I got no, my, that's where I got my Instagram. Right. Name that's from. that's yeah. So when the season starts? Uh, season start back up in uh, April. Right now, the league suspended on operations, so it's going to come back around around that time. They doing some stuff. I don't know exactly right. what. I couldn't tell you, but yeah, so the politics. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how, how it goes from there. Right. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming well, out. Yeah, definitely appreciate you. appreciate the opportunity, bro. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I'm Norman Fang, and I'm King Ransom, and this Fang from Ransom.